I've said it before and I'll say it again. Just telling them this game is a game of failure does not make them stop obsessing about those fails. I know you've experienced this, so what's the magic answer? Of course, there isn't only one way, but Alicia shares a few great strategies today and some activities even to start training a more positive mindset with your team. So you're ready to dig into the first part of Alicia's season? Let's do it. Get your head in the game, coach. You're about to get your audio dose of softball inspiration. I'm Melanie Rushing. And I'm Alicia Smith. And we help softball teams win more games and have more fun. Right now, you're joining thousands of passionate coaches across the nation who are dragging the field, prepping for the day, or driving to that other job while they learn and grow as a coach. So if you're ready to learn how to build a strong team culture, get your players to believe, and make a real difference in their lives, you're in the right place. This is the Mental Sweet Spot Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Mental Sweet Spot Podcast. Excited to get into Alicia's season now. So Alicia, get us started. What you been doing? How has this season started? Um, well, first of all, I'm obviously super excited to get started again. Um, it seems like just yesterday that the season ended, you know, at Michigan State. And I feel I, I feel so good about not only this year, but the future, because we have so many talented uh, freshmen and, and a big group of kids. So we have eight total pitchers in the program, which is a coach's dream. I don't think I've had eight pitchers combined in the last three years. So total. So I think um, this is a great thing. Pitching is uh, obviously, as everyone knows, you need it. Um, but it's great that there's so many young kids to to work on and develop, right? Because we have one senior pitcher and then everyone else is a lot younger. So the one thing that I've noticed instantly with this group from tryout sound down, which I believe all of this has been kind of... Um, you know, formula, um, just kind of like fostered during our, um, workouts, all the leaders running the workouts over the last several months is they've already kind of created a bond. So that's kind of the point and the purpose of having the leaders run preseason workouts. So one, they're getting in shape to they're forming bonds and kind of showing the kids how it's done. So I've definitely noticed, um, already kind of a tight knit group and, you know, the seniors are helping the freshmen, and they're cheering everybody on and the sophomores are great because they they've come back and they've been through it for a year. So watching all of that has been a lot of fun. But with that said, we had a lot of hard decisions to make. So we have uh, we had 25 total kids come out, um, which is a good number. Unfortunately, there's a lot of teams in the area and in our conference that don't have JV teams because they don't have a numbers this year. And that just makes me sad in general for the sport. Um, but I believe here in Michigan, part of the reason is we just simply have too many spring sports for girls to choose from. Uh, it's great that there's so many sports for girls to play. It's just, they're, they're all stacked in the spring here. So that part is selfishly a little frustrating for me as a softball coach. However, we have enough for two teams. So that makes me very happy. And we have a very talented group uh, of kids. So we spent, of course, as, as everyone knows, has been documented clearly, uh, the weather stinks here, uh, especially in March. We've had to deal with snow and rain and cold. So the very first week of tryouts, which was the first the thir- week of the 13th, we had uh, one day outside. So mm-hmm. we were inside a lot watching our uh, pitchers. We did a lot of live hitting. We did a lot of hitting and throwing. That's about all we could do. We were fortunate enough to, it was just around 40. So we're like, we're going outside. Because <laughs> you yep. really can tell a lot when you go outside. So 
Um, and then finally we had a scrimmage that first Saturday. So we chose to use the scrimmage as an additional tryout day, uh, brought up a lot of the pitchers or all the pitchers in fact, and just kind of could see what they did against some varsity hitting. So that really helped us. I think there's a lot that coaches look at, right. But, um, I think what's important is that we, we found what we feel is the, the best, uh, group, uh, for us. Um, so we, on Monday, we decided that that would be a good day to tell the kids, you know, what the teams were and we made them and, um, we've instantly started, uh, continuing to practice together. So we ran tryouts very similar to a practice and noticed that we have a huge advantage this year to be able to practice together, um, and be able to challenge both teams. And that has not always been the same in in the past. So um, we've done a ton of uh, scrimmaging already, uh, a lot of live pitching, a lot of real life or real, uh, not real life, real uh, game kind of situations with, with both teams. And it's been very beneficial. And the kids are, have been great, you know, which in my experience, usually the first two weeks are great, you know, before spring break where everyone's getting along. And, you know, I know there was some disappointment with some of the kids that didn't make varsity, but we have to have two teams. I think that's super important for the program. And we've been kind of hammering that since day one. We make the decisions on what's best for the program. And what's best for the program is that we have two teams that can compete and we have kids that can float between teams. Um, you know, some pitchers, maybe uh, freshman pitchers will get some innings on varsity at some point because um, I think that's how you learn the best. And I think that's how you develop for the future. Um, I've noticed the older kids have been great mentors, uh, specifically my senior pitcher to a lot of the younger pitchers, mm. which has been a dream as well. Um, cause she's been there and she's very invested in the program. And when you have kids that are that vested into the program they they want, they want the program to continue and they want these kids to love it like they did. So, mm. um, we, we have done all the extra things, which I personally don't like as a coach, but you got to do it because <laughs> I just want to practice, but yep. we've gotten most of that stuff out of the way. In fact, this past week we passed our uniforms and, um, my kids were helping one of my other coaches in the room, uh, sorting the, the jerseys. And, uh, I heard Maddie, my pitcher say, Oh my gosh, coach, come here. So I came into the room and she had, she was holding the one of her best friends uh and the catcher that we had last year hannah who graduated she was holding her jersey and she has a note pinned to it and i don't think anyone knew about this note so it was a note to the person who wore the jersey next Aww. and i teared up reading the letter and it was just it was incredible to read that and talk about leaving a legacy which is something the kids really wanted to do um that kid and that note and ironically, uh, this jersey was given to uh, one of the freshman pitchers. So mm. it just was kind of fitting, but a little emotional, but in all in a good way. Um, yeah. So uh, our, like yesterday, we got outside and we had one team uh, competing against the other. And it was just a lot of fun to watch the competitiveness come out, but also the cheering from everyone constantly of supporting each other, which like I mentioned, is a coach's dream. So we've gone mm -hmm. through the culture words. Uh, we've decided to do it a little bit differently this year. We started the conversation together. We're super, uh, even more so than normal, I would say, invested in the mental training that, you know, we've 
talked about a hundred thousand times. And Mm -hmm. um, we started with the journals already. And we're really, we're really as coaches focusing on doing everything as we, that we can as a program. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is one of those things as a reflection on my, myself, I haven't done good enough um, of involving the program. So once teams were made in the past, we're like, okay, we're going to focus on varsity JV coach, go focus on JV. And that wasn't the right approach in my personal opinion for how I want my program to be run. Mm-hmm. So we did the journals together. We've d- we're d- doing something different with some jars this year. We had the culture talk together. They did separate and kind of create their own words. But one thing they did together was come up with a non-negotiable list, a foundation of the culture, so to speak. So that, for example, things like respect, like that's a non-negotiable and should shouldn't, you shouldn't have to try to respect everyone, Mm -hmm. so to speak. So, um, I'm curious to see how this works. Um, I, I walked into the locker room on my way out of practice yesterday and all the kids were sitting in a circle working on their journals and I could Mm -hmm. hear the conversations going. So I think that's really cool. I'm excited to see, um, how this continues to grow and how it helps. Um, it brings up an additional challenge, however, of how do we manage practice right? Um, going forward, do we, we probably will have to separate at times, but I think also with, um, the benefit of practicing together, I think we're going to have a lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, positive things come out of that. Mm-hmm. I could take this a million ways, but I'm going to start with, I cross my fingers to remember, uh, would you might be able to share some of the things that they're saying with their journals for coaches who are wondering like, what kind of things are they writing down? Like, what's going on in their heads. Yeah. And I think, I think, uh, I'll, one particular player, uh, that I have in mind is, you know, cause we talk a lot about how the girls have a hard time giving themselves credit when they do something well and focusing mm-hmm. on the lesson learned versus just the mistake. So I think, um, one of my players just yesterday said, you know, I'm trying really hard. I was not necessarily in the best of places last year, and I'm really trying hard to shift my mindset this year, coach. And I, and I'm, I'm choosing to try to focus on something that's positive. And mm-hmm. I was successful today and that makes me feel good. And I was successful on this particular play that she mentioned. And I thought that's a, that's a, that's a small mindset shift, but it's a, it's big for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, she was able to kind of shift the mindset from the particular error that she had in practice, right. To what did she learn about it? Mm -hmm. Uh, what do I need to do next time? And I think that that one, that one was a really good one. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's the same thing I see with my girls that I see with every other team I work with is you ask them to share what are some of the great things they did in practice and the Mm -hmm. room goes silent. So I said, Oh, it's not going to be that way. We're going to celebrate these victories together. Mm -hmm. Um, because ironically, that's something you put on the board. You want to, you want to celebrate the small things. You want to celebrate all the wins. So we've got to do this out loud too. So they were talking about how uh, one girl made a great diving play in the outfield. One girl made a great throw at home. Our catcher made a great stop. So they started talking about it and the kids, the kids were genuinely happy for each other, which was Mm. just pretty cool. Yeah. And there's a difference in. It's almost like, well, if I brag on myself, I might be judged as cocky. Mm-hmm. So like no one wants to even go there. But like once – and it's way easier for them to point each other's out. Like we started with that mm-hmm. last year. I was like, oh, this isn't this isn't getting at what 
we're trying to get. They can easily see each other's mm-hmm. and call it out. No problem. But like calling out their own. <laughs> yeah. That's hard. <laughs> it is hard. But I, oh, but yeah. you know, it's interesting because they put that on the board. Like we want to celebrate the wins. Mm-hmm. Well, that means we've got to celebrate yours too. Privately. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't have to say it, coach. I will say though, even though your girls are younger than mine, I love this exercise and I have seen immense growth in my girls. Like they're calling out wins. They also, another defense mechanism is they'll start to call out like other than softball wins. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we started with that, uh, which are still wins. They're like doing well on exam, getting sleep, <laughs> like remembering the right color shirt that day. <laughs> they, would, they would count that kind of stuff. But now we're getting better to where they'll sometimes make a little face, but they'll be like, I made a boss play today. (laughs) Good. So it's really cool to see, especially in our conversations with the girls talking about um, the stuff that's going through their minds. I'm really curious to see how your girls take to the 2.0 consulting. Same. And all those topics. Same. And I think, I think we've tried, or at least I've tried really hard to kind of set it up um, even more intentionally this year. You know, and I think the intentional piece is really critical because during the scrimmage, we had a one game break and all the coaches were sitting down and we were talking about what we saw right from the first mm-hmm. game and what to do for the second game. And, and the night before, for whatever reason, I couldn't sleep. And I was just tossing and turning him like, I, what can I do better? You know, I'm constantly trying to think, what can I do better? But I'm also like, what can we do as a staff better? So I challenged my staff that question or with that question in between games, I said, guys, what can we do? better all of us together as as a coaching staff in order to do better this year mm-hmm. and the ideas just kept, were just flying out of my coach's mouth and I'm like okay this is great because I felt very alone in like the fact that I'm like I'm not doing good enough I need to do better mm. I want to do better I really want to do better for this group every year I want to improve so I think it was great and we had some great ideas so a couple of things that we're starting with we're gonna we're giving the kids two jars this year Uh, to put in their lockers. One jar is, and this is an additional thing that goes to the journal, right? They're doing the journal, Mm -hmm. they're talking about their wins, but very specifically, I want them to write on a slip of paper one thing they did really well that day. Mm. And this actually came from my leadership group. Like, Mm -hmm. this is something that we want to do because I want to see all the things, coach, I do well, and I want to see it accumulate. And if I need Mm. to go back to that jar, I can. Great idea. The second idea came from the coaching staff where they said, let's go back to like just the simple affirmations, like mm-hmm. you something nice about somebody else. So I made sure the jars were clear so they could see, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's in the locker room where all of the girls are for both teams. So it's it's intentional as well. I really want them to be intentional with that. So as, as we continue to talk about as a coaching staff, what are some of the things we could do better? And we talked about introducing more competition. So far, every practice, there has been at least something that's competitive. Mm-hmm. And as we move forward, that will be every practice. And I remember mm-hmm. talking to Coach Roan from WMU, how she said she mm-hmm. did that, right? So I'm like, we, we're so going to do this. Every single day, mm-hmm. something's going to be, there's going to be a competition. And that's what we've done. We've, and we've broken up the teams. We've changed it up. We've, you know, and this team versus that team. And you can see the pressure mounts a little bit and, and we talk about it. Cause I also listen, right. 
What are they mm-hmm. saying to each other? How do they respond? What are they doing? And so um, those were some of the big things that came out of that conversation. I'm so grateful that we had it and that the coaching staff is open enough and trust each other to be vulnerable too, because mm-hmm. everyone said there's something we can all do better, right? Individual yeah. staff. We, oh, yeah. yeah, let's do this. And it's great. So I'm super pumped. Yes. Ah, I love that idea. I might adopt it as well. <laughs> There's one more thing their way, or I might just save for next year. Uh, but now looking forward, uh, this is the point where you get to plan things out a little bit with, I don't want any of our listeners to think like you need to, or can plan everything out, <laughs> but what are your ideas moving forward to, we talked before about like thirds of a season. I have that too. That really helps. What, um, are the main goals you have for your team this season that you're looking to accomplish through each of those phases? Um, it's weird because I feel like the first third is already half over and we That's like, true. it's true. <laughs> and we have a couple days next week and then stupid spring break, which I know, I know everyone loves spring break and it's important, but I never had spring break coach, when people complain about it. I'm like, no. what are you talking about? <laughs> as a softball coach who's just starting her high school season, she doesn't like it when all the kids go away. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> because we just got started, we, you know, mm-hmm. and, and part of the other thing that we've talked about as a staff is like, it was really hard for me for whatever reason to get back into the swing of things because I have a very set routine. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute, it's two 30. I've got to leave the house now. Like, and I felt very disorganized a couple times this week. And I didn't like that at all because we had all the best intentions. Mm-hmm. We set up a spreadsheet that in uh, Google sheets that we would plan our practices. We have a tab for all the drills we're going to run. We have a tab for all the ideas we want to do of competition. And then we get to practice and we have like the date jobs and we're like, oh my gosh, we haven't actually, we got to put something together. So Uh that is part of it. Like getting back into the swing of that Um, personally. Right. But for the team, Heather team bonding. Um, So I'm curious to hear how that went um, Mm -hmm. just for the varsity girls. And I think the, the next um, half of the first third will be just getting to know each other on the field because our Mm -hmm. infield is pretty much the same. It's um, all new outfielders, new catcher. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we have to really, and um, also get the younger kids up to speed because they're, they're practicing more often than they ever have. And they also are required to open their mouths and speak mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. they're shy still. So I think for this first third of the season is just to get them to know each other on the field. And, and then we can kind of rotate kids around and find out, you know, um, and give people playing time. I think it's important. So mm-hmm. the pace of the game is going to be a little bit different for some of these kids. The pitchers are going to be facing, you know, varsity caliber hitting, which is different than what they faced. And it's, it's, I think the first third is really just learning each other. Mm-hmm. Um, the team learning each other, us learning the girls, the girls learning us, and really kind of just um, getting right at it at practice. Like I feel like the it's like the part of like trying to figure stuff out is over. The teams are made. The field cleanup is done. The parent meeting is done. The fundraising is done. All of that stuff is done. So now we can just get to coaching, which is what mm-hmm. I really want to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Second, third, 
I think kind of depends on the first third because do we need to reevaluate, right? Do we need to get some kids a little more, you know, ro- uh, rotating through? Do we need to get a little more playing time for some? Do we need to change maybe positions even, right? Maybe there's been times in my career where I'm like, you know what? You're just not, you're, you're a great kid and a great athlete, just not their baseman. I'm going to try in the outfield mm. and then something clicks, right? So we think we know what we have. Um, but I think too, with a whole new outfield, uh, two sophomores and a freshman, uh, another junior, a senior are the five out there right now. That's, you know, none of them have started on a varsity game, really, uh, only a couple starts. So that's going to be getting to know each other, a lot of communication. So, and which one goes where, right? So, mm-hmm. um, the second third, I think kind of depends on the first third, but obviously the last third is all about that postseason run and, and really making sure that we're ready for the postseason. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. That's as about high level as you can go without overthinking yeah. it and yeah. having to change it anyway. Uh, but I love that. So what, now that you have the things you guys want to be better as coaches, what are you focusing on this upcoming week? Uh, first three straight days, nothing but hard practices, super Mm. competitive with tons of consequences and really figuring out the standards because throwing and catching, right? Like for every bad throw, you got 10 burpees. Like we're starting, like we kind of started that last week, but we haven't really gotten into some really tough team defense with just the varsity yet. We haven't really stretched them like I want to. Mm-hmm. And there's this balance of, okay, there's a lot of fundamental footwork we got to work on. So how do we incorporate that to be an uh, important part of practice that is not that we don't, that I don't feel like we're rushing. And I also don't feel like we're standing around because I felt like with so many mm-hmm. kids this past week, there was too much standing around and I get super impatient and I just want to <laughs> go into the drill. I'm like, yep. You had to take a deep breath. I'm like, this is super important because the footwork is kind of, it needs to be worked on. So uh, yeah. Um, I think for this week, it's going to be, okay, we need to balance that. We need, we need some, we need a more consistent thing now that we're with just varsity. That's Mm going to be important. We haven't done that yet. We haven't had just our varsity team yet. So I Mm -hmm. think this week is going to be broken up, um, with the teams so we can kind of focus on those things, focus on those basics, but just really ramp up the competition and mm-hmm. the consequences. And I'm going to put stopwatches to everything we do. And these kids mm-hmm. are going to be a little bit out of their mind at first, but it's okay. I love it. Love it. Yeah. But I'm excited. I'm excited to get started. And, um, and then when we come back from spring break, it'll just be boom games and then yeah. later tournament time. So it goes by really so fast. fast. <laughs> so fast. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it is. Oh my gosh. Well, all right. To be continued. And that is a wrap on today's episode. So if you're curious where your team stands with mindset and maybe where you should take them next or first, check out our team assessment and get a quick look to your team's rating on the C's. Just head to mentalsweetspot.com slash assessment to see how your culture is, how competitive they are, how confident your team currently is. So you can see where to start. All right. Thanks for joining us, coach. Have a good one.